I have said and stood steadfast for a long time that the only time there are two acceptable, really two acceptable times to use the term bear down. One is when uh, a woman is giving birth. And the second is when the Packers do exactly what they did yesterday to the Chicago Bears and flush them down the toilet. That was it. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, I got a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, tweets and texts and emails and stuff yesterday after the game. Are you a believer? And I, whoa. First of all, whoa. But secondly, uh, Mike Clemens and I were driving back last night. And we got into this discussion about Jordan Love made a lot of good reads. And there were times that he didn't throw the ball uh, as quickly as he should have. But what he's doing with his body, with his head, with his look to move defenders around was impressive. It's very, it's, it's very Aaron Rodgers-esque. Okay, and I hate to say that because that's not the comparison, but I'm I'm I was impressed. I was more impressed than I thought I would be, but there were still throws that were there and he didn't make. Okay, so there's the good and the bad. But as we as we drove home last night, the conversation turned from, boy, Jordan did this, this, and this really well, and then you hope the injuries you know, are not too detrimental and Quay Walker obviously going down with a, what seemed to be a concussion. And uh, I know Aaron Jones yesterday uh, was on the sideline stretching out in the overhead cam and he's, you know, showing the fingers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we could see him, you know, we could see him working out and kind of stretching and it wasn't like he was limping all over the place. So as we were sitting in the press box, we're thinking, man, you know, you know, hope it's not that, you know, detrimental, but we don't know. We won't know anything until today, tomorrow, maybe. Okay. But the conversation on the way home yesterday turned from, boy, that was a that was a pretty good performance by the Green Bay Packers, and you know creativity out of Matt Lafleur, and oh by the way, when you utilize all of your weapons, look what can happen. Then the conversation went to, that's all the Bears had to offer. That's their first game of the season. That's. Their tenacity, that's Justin Fields. There's absolutely, positively nothing to be excited about in Chicago. I mean nothing. Nothing. That was all they had. That's what Justin Fields brought to the table. Same old, same old. And I had said going into the game that Justin Fields, for his career – has impressed me because he's done more than I thought he would. He's inspired a fan base. He has looked good at times. He's made some throws, but he's got it gotten it done with his feet. And he's got a tenacity, a will to win. He comes out of a program in which there's a will to win. But I kept saying he was not an impressive quarterback at Ohio State. He is between you, me, and the fence post. Okay, for those watching on the live stream, between you and me, He's 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 not a Mensa meeting member. And even his own people are saying that. So why they thought that this was the guy, that this is the savior, he's an incredibly fast athlete. He's elusive, he's got escapability, but he's better as a running back than he is a quarterback. 
He's not a great passer. He doesn't do a whole lot of things on the fly. And so I kept telling, I kept saying that. And then this whole thing about this Justin Fields MVP talk leaked into the conversation about a week and a week and a half ago. And like a dummy, I started buying in. And this is what happens, okay? This is, I feel feel like Lee Corso. Hold on there just a second. Um, So this is what happens is when there's nothing going on and nothing being played, you start to think of things that might be, you know? And this is why we get so caught up in, during the draft, who's rocketing up the big board when they haven't done a damn thing since the film the last time they put anything on film, you know, and you start buying in, you start going, well, you know, if he does, and he's, he's got this and you, you know, and, and so Mike and I, before the game yesterday, we were talking with a, um, a person who covers the bears and I don't want to use his name because he was very honest with us uh, about things. And if, if he wants to say it, he can say it, but I, I'm not going to put his name to it. But, uh, but basically said the story that nobody covered during the bears training camp was, Justin Fields had a terrible camp. He didn't look good. And basically said the same thing I just said. And I went, oh, okay. So I actually tweeted it out. I tweeted it out yesterday, and I was thinking to myself as I hit enter, um, as I hit enter, I thought, watch Justin Fields have the game of his life. But I thought, you know what? I trust this guy. I'm going to go with it. And sure enough, it was exactly what he stated. It's just he's a one-read guy. Eberflus doesn't put him in the best position to be successful. Their offensive line is not good. He's still a tuck-and-run quarterback. You know, there's all of that. So I walk in today as I wake up, and I I apologize for sounding bad because I'm I'm a little under the weather. But I I walk in today, and I – started to ponder this morning did the Packers do what I saw did the Packers play that well or did they just play the worst team in the National Football League okay and I'm not throwing the big bucket of cold water out there all I'm saying is is I'm doing it with a little bit of a cautious optimism I guess might be the best way to put it but I will say this even if they did play the worst team in the National Football League they beat them on the road in an important game that had pressure for both quarterbacks and Jordan Love performed better and opened my eyes a little bit. So that that's my – if I had to give you the synopsis of everything. Now, we can get in all the, 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 the other details, and we're going to all throughout the day. But if I had to go through the synopsis, the honest synopsis of that, I think the, the, the Packers are a better roster top to bottom. I think the Packers quarterback is better because of where he was over the last three years. I think that Matt LaFleur is a much better mind. And I, I saw the creativity yesterday. I wrote it down. We, we went through the top three things we want to see, and I, I, I tweeted it out. I wrote it down. Can we say I tweeted it out anymore, by the way? is it? It's not even Twitter. It's X, whatever the hell that is. I, but I still say tweet. Anyway. So all of that um, I, I thought was much, much – I think they, they kind of checked off all the boxes. It was much, much better.
Uh, the phone numbers to get a hold of us, light the lines, because I want your reaction to yesterday's game. And I've got an apology for you here in just a minute. Okay? I've got something that I need to tell you real quick and an apology for you here in just a minute. Uh, if you want to hit us up today, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels or find us on X at Bill underscore Michaels. Find uh, Grant Bills at Wisco Grant. Uh, find us on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show, The Bill Michaels Show over on Instagram as well. Uh, Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. YouTube, and I, I suggest you subscribe there, and I'll tell you why. The apology is coming here in just a minute, but that's something that you want to think about. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show and continue to subscribe there. There's Twitch TV, uh, which is the Twitch app, the Kick app that we are on now. Uh, Email-wise, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website is simply thebillmichaels.com. The Zone Madison, the Zone, Z-O-N-E, the Zone Madison, which many of you listened to us on yesterday. We had a great uh, group of people over on the live stream as well, but people listening on the app big time. And uh, you can find us uh, listening after the fact over on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Now, before we go to break and before I bring in Grant Pills, yesterday I have to apologize to all of you who follow us on Facebook, okay? This is what happened, and I want to explain it. And this is terrible. It's absolutely awful and detrimental, and I'm going to bring my you, – you, you're never supposed to talk about the mistakes or the embarrassments or the problems, but I'm going to because we alienated a good part of our audience yesterday. Uh, yesterday, what happened was we had problems – uh, down at the Shy Bar, and really it was kind of a, a cross between them and us, uh, but technically there were some issues when we arrived on, on the site uh, before the, you know right before we went on the air, and they were kind of scrambling to get the Internet up and running. And what had happened was is there's a little toggle switch on the stream service that we use, and it, um, it, on Facebook it got shut off. I don't know how it did, but it did. And I'll be honest with you. I'm going to give you a, a completely unabridged, honest moment, okay? I And I'm going to also apologize to Kristen. So Kristen has this bad habit of when she gets in a hurry to get out of the house and we're traveling or something, she's got this bad habit about leaving the power pack to her computer behind. And she'll put the computer in the briefcase and then take off and then forget to bring the power cord. So... There's a couple of times now where she's like, crap, and she's had to go to like Best Buy and buy a Universal, right? And I, I keep telling her, it's like, you have to remember that stuff. You know, yesterday we went to uh, Chicago, two days ago we went to Chicago, and I forgot the power pack to my computer. Now, normally I take two computers with me, but because I had my computer and my pad, the, 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 my, not an iPad, but the Samsung tablet pad, uh, that's what I monitor television and stuff on. Because I can, I, I've got that into my streaming services. So I didn't have enough room in my briefcase. Long story short is I forgot my power pack. And what we usually use, my computer, to as the kind of control panel for the show, it died with about two minutes to go. The entire show yesterday. Now, you may not have known this, but the entire show yesterday ran off of my cell phone. <laughs> Which is phenomenal in today's day and age with the technology that we have that a, a you know, network broadcast for a, a you know, Green Gold postgame show aired off of a cell phone, but it did. So on one hand, it was uh, a monumental success for the equipment that we had. But on the other hand, 
Uh, and I'm sure people could tell that we were having issues. But on the other hand, it was co- because of complete stupidity upon my part. And it, it just, it was. So that's an honest moment. So now I can never again say to Kristen, you, those are things you got to bring. Don't ever forget that. And yeah, that was, that was me. So, uh, karma came back in a giant, giant bite at the apple and gripped upon my ass and straggled me down to the ground like grim death and pounced upon my face and teabagged me. Uh, because at one of the most important moments I realized I had forgotten the power pack to my computer and karma got me. So there you go. Grant Bills, how are you doing today? I had a great weekend, Bill. Yesterday's yeah. Packer game, oh my goodness, that's as happy as a game has made me in a long time. Now, the Brewer game was, I don't, even, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to think about it. I forgot about it until Ebo brought it up this morning. What the Brewers did yesterday was one of the most embarrassing things ever, and we're mostly going to forget about it, thank God, because of football. Right. The uh, To have a no-hitter, but then again, to only have three hits. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about the no-hitter. That I understand. But we can't negate the fact that the Brewers, because I looked at it in the eighth inning, I started getting all these pop-ups from MLB Network saying no hitter in progress. And I'm like, oh, I wonder who that is. And then I saw it was Corbin Burns. And then I saw, oh, my God, you know, the Brewers, they're no hitting. This is this is amazing. They're no hitting the Yankees. This is awesome. They can get the sweep. And then I looked, and the Brewers had three hits. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this sucks. Uh, of all days, to pick a day um, to – you know, decide that you're not going to be able to hit the ball was not uh, one of the best. But uh, to have that kind of a game, to have that kind of a game, again, Corbin Burns, we went through this, what was it, a week ago that I went through all of his starts and the run support that he doesn't get? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. When Corbin Burns goes to the hill, you can pretty much guarantee the Brewers are not going to hit the baseball. Only you the know? Brewers could do this. They they flirt with their first no true no hitter because I think if the the Brewers would have had the lead, I think Burns comes back out for the ninth. They flirted right. with their first true no hitter since 1987 on week one of the NFL season when no one's paying attention. Right. They take that no hitter into the eleventh and they get no runs and they lose. That's the most Brewers. Yeah. Th- I can't think of a more Brewers thing to do than what they did yesterday. It was disheartening, disappointing, and then the Cubs went on a one. So because I thought to myself, at least keep pace and stay ahead. Uh, but it, you know, uh, still all in all, not a bad weekend in the Bronx. I'll take it. But it was the way it ended. You know, there's first impressions and last impressions. And the last impression leaving the Bronx was, are you kidding me? You know, ugh, ugh. on a day in which we were completely filled with joy, when we could have thought to ourselves, this would have been a great way to at least put a cap on the weekend after that absolutely horrific performance that we saw to the Wisconsin Badgers in Washington. And I have to adjust my win total there. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But I thought this would have been a great way to kind of rebound for Wisconsin to kind of regroup and regather and watch the Packers get a win and the Brewers, they're going to no-hit the Yankees. And to no-hit the Yankees, I mean, this is like – and it all just kind of unraveled. It just went to crap. So, uh, yes, if we had to look at a downside of the weekend, eh, you know what, they won two out of three. And as they say in baseball, you're only as good as the next day starting pitcher. So they're back at it again today, and they still have a lead, and they can still win the division, and they can still beat the Cubs. And I took a lot of joy in walking up and down uh, Michigan Avenue the other day and looking at all the people wearing Cubs jerseys. And, you know, but then they're still talking about the Brewers, and they can't catch them. How are the Brewers doing it? And the Brewers aren't that good. And I just wanted to smile and go, well, you suck. But I didn't. I didn't want to start a brawl right there in Michigan Avenue when they're trying to bounce back after all the looting and riots and pot smoking and everything else that goes on in that god-awful city. But anyway, I thought, you know, that would have been a great way to end the weekend. But, yeah, it just got away. But the Packers' win overshadows everything. Jordan Love looking decent overshadows everything. 
uh, and uh, it seems like a distant nightmare of a memory of what we witnessed at Wazoo with the, with the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, that was that was painful. That was ugly to watch. I sat and uh, had dinner uh, with Mike Clemens at Shula's, and we watched that game, and we were just like baffled, like this is just. It, and again, it's gonna. It takes a while to build a program to put your people in place to be able to do the things you want to do. So I, I'm not down on the program. I'm just simply saying that was just a that was a bad football game. I was at a wedding, so I got to miss a lot of it. But I was at a wedding where the the bride and groom and a lot of the people in the wedding were Badgers from from UW. So they were all kind of checking on their phones, and they were bummed. Right. I was like, hey, just give me another gin and tonic. I'm on the dance floor. Yeah. Don't bother me with. Well, this. I was impressed that you and I are texting and you're working as you're at the wedding reception. That was I. That was that was uh, that was the next level up. Well, I'm always because normally because Ben Kenny never left the house, so Ben was always working. <laughs> but but you you were you were working while you were on the dance floor. That was impressive. I like that. I'm always you know? grinding, Bill. I'm always yeah. trying to make this show better. Always. There you go. Uh, speaking of making the show better, we're going to start taking some phone calls. We're going to hear from Eric Baranchek, who is back with us again this year, breaking down the film. we got Mike Clements for the full final hour of the program. Got a lot of reaction around the rest of the NFL about what went on yesterday. And, oh, my God, did Mike McCarthy's team put an absolute ass-kicking on the New York Giants. And then coming up tonight, are you a Buffalo fan or are you a Jets fan? There's something to think about as well. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program being brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. And God love Quick Trip. I'm coming back last night late. I dropped Mike Clemens off, and I realized I didn't really have much food in the house. I haven't been home for like three weeks. And so all I wanted to do was get something quick. I stopped in. They have those little those little power packs, they call them, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of – they got grapes – and they got like the Ritz crackers and they got apples and all that. It was just something, just, you know, sustenance, just good stuff. And it's fresh. And I walked in and I grabbed one of those things. And those things are just awesome. And that's what got me through and made me feel a little bit better. Uh, I woke up today, took off real quick, went over to Quick Trip, picked up a couple of things because I haven't even been to a grocery store in like three weeks. So finally I'm back home, although I leave again on Wednesday. I'm traveling on Wednesday again for a week. But nevertheless, it was just Quick Trip. It was good to get back to Quick Trip. Because when you stop at a 7-Eleven in Chicago, <laughs> all you're buying there is maybe uh, a power cord for your phone, a Kevlar vest so you don't get shot, and then whatever it is you can hide your pot in. That, that's it. That, that's all you're finding down there in Chicago. In, in, here in Wisconsin, it's just great. It's just, it's just great. You go into Quick Trip, you just feel like you're at home. That's what Quick Trip is. It's just home. It's, it's so awesome. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details, offers end at 930-2023.
Well, they had a nice party yesterday uh, down at the uh, Northern Lights uh, event venue. We talk about this all the time. It was the first time they ever did a, a Packer party, and they did it down there yesterday, and it was a success. I saw a lot of pictures on Facebook, so kudos to them. And uh, if you're looking for a, a venue, say 75 people or less when it comes to, like, dinners, uh, for like a corporate gathering, a rehearsal dinner, a wedding reception, uh, this is the place to go. Uh, not only do they do dinners and weddings, but they also have the ability to do like photo shoots on site. So if you want to get great pictures or headshots for your company or something like this, as a matter of fact, uh, Kristen had just changed jobs and they were looking for uh, a, a place to go. And I hooked them up with uh, Northern Lights event venue and they loved it. They're like, oh my God, I never knew this place existed. Exactly. That's exactly my point. It's right on the Milwaukee uh, waterfront. Downstairs, they have a photo place uh, area that you can do photo shoots with different backdrops. And then upstairs, a complete true photo studio. Uh, blackout curtains and the whole thing. It's all na- it's all the lighting and everything in there. They've got everything. You don't need to bring anything but a camera, and you're good to go. That's fo- uh, that's northernlightsevenvenue.com. So dinners, weddings, photo shoots, business events, Christmas parties, holiday parties, that kind of thing. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com, and they're going to continue to do some of the Packer parties and Wednesday night music and all that kind of stuff until the uh, weather doesn't permit anymore. So thanks to them for being a part of the program. Uh, we got all kinds of different stuff to get to. By the way, uh, this one is from Jackie. Jackie says real quick, uh, hey, Bill, uh, are you now on the love train? I got a lot of that, Jackie. I am, uh, I am standing at the station. I am at the station. Uh, I have my ticket in hand, but I am on the platform with my arms folded saying I want to see the train continue to move in the right direction before I just jump on it. Does that make sense? One game, much like the all of a sudden the Dallas Cowboys are off to a Super Bowl overreaction on a Monday, and Joe Burrow sucks on a Monday. Uh, I am uh, I am waiting to jump on that train. It's not to say that it won't happen. It's just that I'm not going to. We all know. Look, you know, he next week you could go in. And I, I said all along that this was an important game, but you hope there isn't a letdown going into the Atlanta game. You know, if they can get off to a two and zero start that, and and look good, and ne- next week you're going to be on a on a uh, fast surface. You're going to be in a dome. Weather's not going to play a part of it at all. Not that yesterday did, but which by the way. Did you know they put a whole new field in it, uh, Soldier Field, and it's better? I, I don't know exactly how they did it or what they did, but that field was actually walking around in that field earlier in the morning. That field's actually better. I, I don't. They, maybe it took them uh, to lose the Bears to say maybe we ought to upgrade this piece of crap stadium just a little bit for the players, and they did, and the field was better. Didn't chunk up yesterday like we've seen in the past. However, I'm not on the train. But I'm 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 kind of uh, I've got my ticket and I'm standing on the platform. By the way, the the better way to ask that and there's a non-zero chance Mike Clemens asks you this directly and includes the music to fit in the one o'clock hour. The, the best way to ask this is, do you believe in love? And then you can quote Huey Lewis when you. Ask. Oh, I like that, and I've got a connection to Huey, Huey Lewis, so I'm I'm liking that. Oh, yeah, it was, and oh, by the way, that goes in connection with Jimmy Buffett. Well, no way. I know Mike yes. Mike Clements is probably me like, well, I, I was covering the Packers Niners one time and I I rode the bus and who was next to me but Huey Lewis and he said I, he said Mike I this Don Mikowski guy he's pretty good but I I don't know if he can stay healthy and right I, you know some story right. like that. <laughs> 
Uh, no, it was true story. I, we uh, Jimmy Buffett was playing, and they used to do a thing called Shake the Lake uh, down in Delavan at uh, the, the Lake Lawn Resort. And uh, Jimmy Buffett's band, uh, Mr. Utley and Nadira Shakur and a couple of the others, would come over and play with some of the local bands. And it was really cool. It was it was they'd play like one Buffett song or two, but that was it. They didn't really they just they just jammed. And uh, and we're sitting at this table. They had all these tables out and it rained like crazy the day before. So it was kind of muddy and it was there was hay all over the ground and everything. And there was another band called the 16 Candles Band that I that I like. They were playing there as well, and uh, the 16, Car- uh, 16 Candles band was playing, and before Jimmy Buffett's band went up on the stage, uh, we're sitting in the grass, and we're at this big table that's got like 10 seats around it, and we're smoking cigars. Myself, my buddy uh, Rob Hall, uh, that's back when Rob was married and I was married, and you know we're sitting there with our wives and a couple other friends, and this guy comes up to me and says, hey, you got one of those. Can, do, do you have an extra one? And I looked at him, and he had these, like, uh, blue-tinted sunglasses on, uh, this older guy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, here. And I gave him a cigar. He sits down. He starts talking to us. And all of a sudden, I realized I'm sitting there next to Huey Lewis. He was the opening act for Buffett. And that, it was Huey Lewis that had come over as well that was hanging out with us. So we sat at the table and talked with Huey Lewis for, I don't know, maybe an hour. Just, he just hung there. He just hung out. We were talking to him a little bit about, you know, Jimmy and – playing and he was talking about memories of Summerfest and it so you bring up Huey Lewis and it's all connecting it just, all comes back and it intertwines with Jimmy Buffett he just wanted to smoke that's all he wanted that, that was it just that wanted was to it. hang out I uh also I, I never doubted you but I tip my cap you're name dropping members of the Coral Reefer band Michael Utley Nadira Shakur Fingers Taylor on that harmonica yep. the whole group nice yep Mac McAnally, love me some Mac. Uh, I, although at some point in time, he's got that Floby hair that is just massive. He and has not he lost me. one ounce of hair his entire life. No. He might have more hair now than he did when he was younger. Yeah, and he reminds me, he's, he's only a paintbrush away from being the happy painter. He's got that much hair, just an FYI. Uh, let's do this. I know we got people on hold. Uh, I want to get back to it. So uh, uh, let's, we'll, we'll. Try to, we'll go right to the phones when we come back. I promise you. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. It's a, uh, it's, it's a non-manic Monday, unless, of course, you're a Bears fan. <laughs> Cry me a river. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. That's H2, the letter O, doctors.com. For the best water softening system out there. That's the Connecticut Water Softening System. The absolute positive best. Uh, give my buddy John Atley a call, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. They will help you anywhere you're at in the state of Wisconsin, and they will get you in touch with the right Connecticut dealer that is for you, unless, of course, they can help you themselves. But call them, 262-549-7733, and I swear by the Connecticut Water Suffering System. I just love it. Love it to get home and love just the good, crisp, clean water. Love it. Just this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Back, the Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Packers get a win yesterday. Knock off the Chicago Bears in fine fashion. 
And uh, got a lot of people that are on hold. I want to get right to the phone calls coming up here momentarily. The one thing I will say, and for those who were listening to the postgame show yesterday, I sat right behind kind of the brain trust of the Green Bay Packers. There was Brian Gutekinds and Russ Ball and a lot of the scouts and such. Mark Murphy was off to to the side. And uh, yesterday was as much a win for the Packers and for the front office as anything. Uh, the one thing I will caution, because people say, well, that was, that was, uh, that's vindication for Goody. And, and I understand that. He got a win. But they haven't won a championship yet. Favre won a championship. Rodgers won a championship. Rodgers kept them relevant in the postseason for his entire career for the most part. Uh, now, granted, we can go semantics-wise over all the different uh, records and such via the postseason. But, you know, they still got a long way to go. Still got a long way to go. So I'm not going to overreact to that either. Um, but, you know, it, 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 um, it was a, that first score to Romeo Dobbs in which Jordan Love did everything perfectly. He looked off the coverage. He moved the linebacker uh, with, his, with his head. Uh, he turned his feet. He waited for Romeo Dobbs to run a great route where he got underneath the safety and uh, came across the middle and then hit him with a perfect strike. And, and everything in that play was perfect. You know, and and that at that moment, because right in front of me was where everybody sat. And, you know, Gudikins did one of those kind of put both hands on the on the table, kind of like tap the table like, yes. And then they started fist bumping everybody. And it was kind of like, okay, now we can breathe. Now let's just get on with the regular season. So uh, anyway, uh, it is what it is. Uh, 877-867-1670, Let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany, New York. Derek, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, while we're on hold, we're, uh, we often think of other things we could mention, but uh, I, you know, you made a good, good point about the, the Packer brain trust and, and a sigh of relief, and what you just said encapsulated it. You look for all the things in a quarterback, all the subtle things, and I think in that time that he sat for three years and watched and learned, he's got those subtleties. He obviously has the physical tools, and I did want to mention, how about Andres Carlson, our kicker? He kicks a 52-yarder. Yeah. He makes every, every extra point. You know, we were worried about that. Uh, my only concern ending this game was the health of Aaron Jones. And I'd, I'd be remiss, Bill, if we didn't all remember. And I'd like to hear maybe a few stories from you. I was in a building at the Empire State Plaza on, on 9-11 22 years ago. I was in a very tall building, and there was a lot of concern where we were. And I remember yep. that day. I remember my kids being like eight, nine years old and, and what how that day was, but uh, we would be remiss if we didn't reflect resolutely on that day. Right. No, I, I completely agree. I appreciate the phone call, as always, Derek, um, which has a different meaning for somebody that's actually in New York, but I think for everybody. It's funny because Mike and I were talking about that um, coming back last night, uh, about today being 9-11 and where you were, and my uh, point of interest or point of, of – of remembrance was always my mom and dad talking about they knew where they were when Kennedy was shot. And I always thought that I, mean, I wasn't really alive, so I, I didn't have any the recollection of that. And my mom and dad always said, oh, you always knew, you know, just like people always knew where they were on, you know, December 7th, you know, 1941, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Everybody always knew. There, there's moments in time where you know where you were and what you were doing at that moment in time, without a doubt. And I was at home. Uh, I had, uh, you know, gotten up that morning. I was getting ready for to go to work. And um, I remember that, you know, there was a report that a, a small plane, they were thinking it was a traffic plane, had hit the, hit the, I think it was the North Tower. 
And um, anyway, uh, then on live on TV, you saw the next plane go in, and then you realized that we were under attack. And I, uh, um, every year we kind of go through this, the recollection of, and then I remember uh, my wife at the time um, had just lost some of her family members, um, just they had passed away, and it was just a lot going on. And uh, and you know, at that moment in time, we knew we were under attack in some way, shape, or form. And she had dropped, and I was trying to console her, and it was just a lot of emotions that were being let go. And then the phone rings, and I had a news background early on in my career, and I got a phone call from the program director saying, "Bill, you got to come in. You got to come in. We gotta we gotta start working on this." Uh, not to mention, you didn't know where the next strike was coming, so. I had to kind of gather her up, and um, you know, I, I off to work I went, and you you never forget that day. And I, then I remember doing shows, sports talk shows, that weren't even related to sports. It's much like sports weren't overly related to COVID. You know, I mean, it was you're just trying to get through it, and we did. But uh, I remember that day, uh, without a doubt. So uh, again, today, uh, you know, uh, September 11th. And as you had mentioned, 22 years since, and it's going to be an emotional night, I would assume, at the Meadowlands in New York uh, on this particular occurrence. And it's interesting because I just had Tim Duffy staying here at the house with us, and Tim Duffy is the iconic you know, New York firefighter riding the Harley-Davidson into the rubble of the towers. And uh, the other, uh, just before Tim had left, he uh, reached into his briefcase and gave me a piece of the tower and said, here, you know, however you want to, you know, display it or hang on to it, you can. But he, he said it's it's not a remembrance of that day. It's a remembrance of the heroics of that day when a lot of people were running from, a naturally, a an absolute, you know, catastrophe and, and disaster uh, while all the firefighters and police officers and first responders and such were running in and kind of what everybody does, you know, people that sign up for that particular job, that they were the ones running in. And there's a lot of things I can go into, and I don't necessarily want to at this point, but um, it's it's absolutely a day that when we wake up and you hear today is 9-11, that's where your mind goes. So 100% agree. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, you please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, Packers get a win yesterday. And, um, it, man, what a uh, – what a what a, a a terrific I won't won't say great great is used over uh, overused but uh, what a terrific way to start the season, but I also ask you and and I got a couple of friends of mine who are Bears fans believe it or not, uh, their argument is well the Packers were good but the Bears were awful. Did the Packers beat the worst team in the National Football League? And that's almost a. A backhanded slap at the Green Bay Packers, and I, I don't think so. I think the Packers played a really solid game in a lot of different phases. And here's another thing. Here's a, here's another thing to think about. How did you like the defense and the aggressiveness of Joe Barry? Huh? Huh? Think about that. We're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get back into it, get into your phone calls and reactions to that. Uh, Robert Specialty Meets Waukesha, you better believe, because tonight I have the last cigar dinner of the season. But when I get home tonight, I got me some grilling going on. I know it's drizzling, but underneath the Tiki Hut, you can grill it 24-7, 365. I love it. Going to be doing a little grilling tonight. Damn straight. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show 
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details, offers end at 9.30, Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls real quick. Let's go to Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, how you doing today, man? What's going on? How's it going? It's going good. We're good. I'm in a bad area. Okay. Hello? We're here. I said I thought the game was pretty tough. Overall, oh, Daniel, we're losing you, bud. Let's put Daniel on hold. We'll get back to him. 877-867-1670. He, I don't even think he can hear us. <laughs> I'm in a bad area. He says, you know what the I'm first thing area. I do when I get into a bad cell reception area, Bill? I call a radio show. That's always the right. first thing that I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could be sitting in his chair. You don't know. I'm not, not really be. sure. He could be, I'm in a bad area. I'm in the wrong position in the house. Uh, one of the, th- the, the, if you had to go with some concerns from yesterday's ball game, here's a couple of mine, uh, when you start to look at this team and you look at what they did. So first of all, uh, AJ Dillon did not have a great day running the football yesterday. His longest carry was seven yards, 13, uh, 13 carries, 19 yards. It brought the average down. They were averaging over four yards a carry for the most part. They averaged 2.9 by the end of the day, but, uh, AJ Dillon just didn't, couldn't get it churning yesterday. Uh, Aaron Jones was fantastic. Even Patrick Taylor got it going. Five carries, 22 yards, 4.4 yards per carry. Uh, you had a couple of misses from Jordan Love. There was at one particular point in time where, and I even tweeted it out, where it was an out pattern. He looked off the coverage, did a good job, but the, the play was there. It was, it was, he just needed to kind of throw the ball a split second quicker, and it's a completion. Instead, it ends up getting knocked down by the defender. Um, it was an out pass. I think it was a Jaden Reed. And uh, had he looked that coverage over and then gone right to his instinct, he would have been fine. But he tapped, the, he tapped the football waiting for the guy to get open. And that's one of the no-nos. You throw to the spot. And had he just thrown to the spot and trusted himself, it was a completion. And it might have gone for even more yardage. It might have gone for a first down. Instead, it ended up being a third down play. But uh, that was really – there was only a couple of things that I thought really were flaw-esque. Jordan Love missed a couple of open plays. Uh, and that's going to come with time. But he also did a lot of really good things as well. Now, I know nationally he's being hyped up uh, because of what he did. Three touchdown passes, quarterback rating of 123.2, all that kind of stuff. Threw for 245 yards, uh, very solid performance. But he probably left about another 50 to 60 yards in the field. 
Uh, otherwise, he would have had a, just a monstrous day. So hopefully those things we see begin to become corrected. Uh, I thought Romeo Dobbs had a really solid day. Luke Musgrave had, a, I thought, a pretty good day as well. Uh, Romeo Dobbs with a couple of touchdown catches. Aaron Jones, obviously, with the big gallop. Now you kind of hold your breath and hope that he's okay and that uh, Quay Walker are both okay uh, and whatever other Knicks bumps and bruises. Uh, I thought that uh, the Packers sustained uh, really become minor at best. Hopefully you get Christian Watson back. I mean, he wasn't even introduced uh, to the world yesterday when it comes to the uh, the pass-catching capability and throwing downfield. So we didn't even see him, but I like the fact that they spread it around. They threw to Malik Heath. They threw to, to, to Dontavian Wicks. They threw to A.J. Dillon. They threw, they threw to everybody. Spread the ball around yesterday. And that's kind of the way you do it. Um, so that was, And letting playmakers make plays. It doesn't have to be deep downfield passes. Just letting playmakers make plays. Um, let's go to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the program, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Doing great today. What are your thoughts? My thoughts, hey, I think you really hit it on the head. I think everybody is, uh, is uh, really, really pumping the Jordan Love train right now. And there, there, were, uh, there are – some concerns and when you said uh the Jaden Reed pass where uh he didn't uh um get it out there in time and stuff one thing I thought I noticed is Jordan Love didn't just put the ball on guys he didn't zip it there when it has to be when it should be quick and he got away with it for the most part but um that pass to Jordan Reed he actually floated and put a little bit of air under it and I'm not sure why and there was another pass on the right sideline same thing. There are times when you just have to zip it and put it on the guy. Even the Aaron Jones pass, that uh, that beautiful screen across the field, he kind of floated it over there instead of just getting it on him and letting your guy get the ball in his hands and goal. Um, so I think I'm hoping that'll come with time. Um, mm-hmm. But he did kind of float some of those passes down the field that sometimes you just got to put it on him. Right. No, I would I would 100% agree. It wasn't a perfect performance, but it was maybe better than what some expected. But it was something that also, I appreciate the phone call, also when you look at it now on film, now you got Matt LaFleur saying, okay, people are now scheming for you. Okay, this is and this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see defenses begin to scheme for him. And they came after him a little bit. They pressured him a little bit. He stepped up in the pocket, did not panic, did not take off and run continuously, which was great. He stood strong, and he delivered the football. There's just at times where you have to have um, – and he may not have it. He may not have that that extra bullet in the chamber, so to speak, like Aaron Rodgers had. He may not have that same capability arm strength-wise to be able to just go bam and get it in there where you just kind of watch it zip past you, you know. He may not have that. So he's going to have to figure that out as time goes on. Uh, I, we all know that I don't, I, I don't think he has the same amount of arm strength as, say, Rodgers or even Favre did. But he's going to have to do it a little bit more with his mind, a little more technique. But he did a pretty good job yesterday looking off some coverages and making people go into areas they didn't need to go in order to open up lanes, throwing lanes for uh, the wide receivers. But uh, there was just a couple of times where yesterday I thought, man, he had some people open, didn't hit them. And then the second thing was he had a couple of opportunities where had he just ripped it, he would have completed the pass. And he didn't do that. Overall, though, I, I thought a, a very solid performance, a very solid performance. And, and the fact that, uh, again, he put the ball only where his guys could catch it. And that is huge. That is huge. This is from Justin, who says uh, a couple of things. I thought Jordan Love put the world on notice that he's a pretty good quarterback, not a great one. 
I also thought that Joe Burrow looked awful, and you had over $400 million playing on the field in Cleveland. Neither quarterback looked stellar, and the defense of the Dallas Cowboys has put the, te- put, put the team, team on its back and the rest of the league on notice. Are they a better defense than San Francisco? That's from Justin. I don't know about being a better defense in San Francisco, but man, oh man, oh man, that is one hell of a defense. And the defensive performance, not only that they put on last night uh, against uh, the New York Giants, but the fact that even after they were up like 30, what was it, 33 or whatever the hell it was, they're still getting after it. And the addition of Stephon Gilmore has made that secondary that much better. I mean, now where do you go? You know, where do you go? They're just so damn good. Uh, They got Trayvon Diggs on one side who you didn't want to throw to. You went to the opposite side. And now you got Stephon Gilmore. So both of those guys are solid cover corners. You bring in the, uh, what is it, uh, the Nickelback uh, uh, um, Bland, that cat, Demarcus Lawrence. Up up, up front you got uh, Hankins. And then you got Micah Parsons and Van Der Esch across the middle. And Micah Parsons has stated he doesn't want to be a Hall of Famer. He wants to be known as the greatest uh, pass rusher in history. And, boy, he started off last night like a, like his hair was on fire. That That is an incredible defense. I'm not taking anything away from him, but San Francisco is really good. Really good. But what a start for Dallas, and what a start for Mike McCarthy. Uh, I will say this, though. I don't know if anybody's talking about it, but Dak did not have a great game. <laughs> the defense did. Dak didn't. One hour down, we got three more to go. We got Eric Baranchek coming up at the bottom of the next hour. We're going to break down all the film from yesterday. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show on a green and gold Monday, baby. Packers get a win over the Bears. The Bears. More to come right after this.